five, four, three, two, one. Let's get into this. Hey, this is Joseph Brownlee, your host for Connecting the Dots, Ganatando El Punto, Español. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Connecting the Dots. I'm going to get right into this, and I just want to say hello, good morning, good evening, whatever time or day it is in your area. Buenas noches, buenos días, buenas tardes. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. God's secret, the treasure hunt. Let's get right into this. I'm reading out of a book that's that's written by Marion Mendeley out of San Diego, California. This would be section 13 in the God's Renewed Kingdom for Israel. So without any further ado, because time constraints, I'm going to get right into this. This is Joseph Brownlee of Connecting the Dots. Joseph Brownlee, Ganatado El Punto. Let's get into this. I'm going to start in section 13. And what I'm going to be starting is called the Holy Ghost Renewed Offer of the Earthly Kingdom. If you need the other uh, uh, segments that I have done before this, please go back and look at the other segments of uh, the last 12 that I have done to catch up on everything if you are new on this. If not, you know, just start off with this one and then go back. Whatever is going to make it better for you. I'm going to try to keep this segment about at least 20 to 25 minutes long. So just bear with me and everything. Remember, I'm quoting and reading out of a book by Marion Manley called God's Secret. So let's get ready for God's timeline. A treasure hunt of knowing God's word. The Holy Ghost renewed offer of the earthly kingdom. The men of Israel were surprised that everyone understood what was being said in their own language. Now this happened in Acts when the Holy Ghost came down. And the, uh, the book of Acts started in Acts 2, 6, and 8. They wondered what it meant. Some mocked saying the men are drunk. Peter stood up and explained that the men were not drunk, but this is that, what is that, which was spoken by the prophet Joel, which had been prophesied by Joel. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. It shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. You'll find it in Acts 2, 16 and 17. Acts 2, 16 and 17. Then the next headline out of Mary's book, she, she got it quoting here, Peter preached the gospel of the kingdom on Pentecost. Just letting everybody know this was the gospel of the kingdom that Peter was preaching. Not the gospel of the grace of God, which we are in in this today. But this is the gospel of the kingdom of Pentecost. Quoting, Peter preached to the Jews that Jesus proved by miracles and signs that he was the Messiah. Just listen listen to that. You know, why Jesus came anyway and why he was doing signs and miracles. What was this, What was the proof for Israel or the Jews that was proving Jesus was their Messiah or their Yeshua? Let's read this again. Peter preached to the Jews that Jesus proved by miracles and signs that he was the Messiah and the king to sit on the throne of David. The bad news was that they had killed him. God had raised Jesus, but God had raised Jesus up again. Ye men of Israel, Jesus of Nazareth, by miracles and wonders and signs, him you have taken, and by wicked hands have crucified and slain. Now let's put emphasis when it said Jesus of Nazareth by miracles and wonders 
and signs. Now, why did they put emphasis on it? I believe the emphasis put on that because that was that was prophesied that the things he was going to do in the book of Isaiah that was showing that he was going to be that king and that Messiah by, by doing miracles and wonders and signs that was going to be approved to the Israel and the Jews that Jesus was their prophesied coming king, okay? Ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain, killed, whom God hath raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holding of it. You'll find it in Acts 2, 22 and 24. Please write these scriptures down. Acts 2, 22 and 24. Peter said that David, being a prophet, had told him that God would raise up their king, raise up Christ to sit on his on his, who was his? David Strong. You'll find this, find this in Acts 2 and 30. Acts 2 and 30. The men of Israel, devastated with grief, asked what they should do. Now, why would they ask that? They the one had it done. They, they the one, you know, pumped it up and everything for Jesus to be crucified. You know, this is, uh, I hate when it blacks out like that. You know, that's what I'm like about tablet back. They blocked out while you're reading it. And, uh, and why would they be grieved and everything like that? Because, you know, uh, they the one kind of pumped it up and kind of, you know, kind of had it all done for Jesus to be crucified. That's why I believe, yes, they did do it out of ignorance. They didn't know they was doing the wrong thing. They thought they was doing the right thing, so they done it out of ignorance. And that's why I believe they got that extension in the book of Luke. You know, that's just my belief on that. This is not Mary and Manly saying this. This is me, okay? I will let you know if it's Mary and Manly's book, and I'll let you know if it's me just throwing out my opinion, my observation of this, okay? The men of Israel, devastated with grief, asked what they should do. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. They were convicted. And said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, What shall we do? You'll find this in Acts 2 and 37. Acts 2 and 37. Peter answered, Peter answered, Repent, which means change your mind and believe God that Jesus is the prophesied King of the Jews, the Messiah. And be baptized in water. Baptized in water. As many baptizes. We want to put emphasis there. He's talking about baptized in water. To demonstrate your faith and be priest. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. That was that was a requirement for the Jews because they're going to be the future priests. And they had to, that, was show, that was showing a cleansing. That's what baptism was always for. It was for Israel for a sign of cleansing. Didn't make them no better. Didn't make them no holier. But it was just a symbol of showing that they was going to be the future priests. That's what baptism always been for. You know, not what we use it for today. This was the true meaning of baptism for Israel. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins forgiveness that's remission and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost see they have to do all this they have to be baptized they have to repent they have to be baptized and that's the only way they can uh, receive the, uh, the, the, uh, the gift of the Holy Ghost the power to witness and receive signs and gifts the Holy Ghost was the only one to give them that power they was only able to do those powers and miracles uh, mainly the 12 disciples before they became apostles was through the Holy Spirit that's what the sign and gifts the Holy Spirit gave them the power to signs and gifts you'll find this in, I'll find this in Acts 2.38 it is important to notice that Peter continued to preach repent and be baptized just like John the Baptist came preaching. Repent and be baptized. Peter called the Jews a royal priesthood, which they are, a holy nation. You'll find it in 1 Peter 2 and 9. God's spokesman, spokesman Moses has said, Ye shall be a kingdom of priests 
talking to the nation of Israel and a holy nation, talking to the nation of Israel. Remember, like I said in my other uh, uh, podcasts, keep your mind focused on Israel, not the church today. We're not the priest today. We're not the peculiar people today. We are the body of Christ. This is the holy nation. This is Israel. So when I'm reading this out of this book and quoting out of Mary and Manners and some things I'll let you know it's me. This is me saying, remember, keep your eye on Israel. This is about Israel, not the church today. Okay? That'll help you get along and help you to stop putting yourself there. And then your eyes will start opening. Why certain things is not happening today? Because it was only for Israel back then in the kingdom program. This is the kingdom program. Okay, let's read this again. Peter said, you shall be kingdom of priests and a holy nation. You'll find it in Exodus 19 and 6. Just write these scriptures down. You don't have to go to them now, but just write them down. Exodus 19 and 6. 3,000 believed that Jesus was the king. Okay? 3,000 believed what? That Jesus was the king. Not the death, the burial, resurrection of Jesus or the prophesying about that because Jesus was still alive. He haven't died yet. So they wasn't believing for that. They was believing that he was their king. Israel, who would set up the earthly kingdom, not the heavenly kingdom, like the body of Christ. We're going to the heavenly places. This is talking about Israel's earthly kingdom. And when water baptized that day, water requirement for Israel, like I said earlier, was water baptism on that day. Next, Peter did his first apostolic miracle of healing on the layman at the temple gate. The amazed Jews listened to Peter in the courtyard of the temple. Peter said that he knew that the people and their leaders killed Jesus out of ignorance. They didn't know no better, like I said earlier. But if they would change their minds, repent about God, about what God said about Jesus, their sins would be removed. Okay, they, this, uh, in the kingdom program, there was always a requirement that the Jew Israel had to do to get their sins removed. It was conditional. The kingdom program, it was, it was still under the law. It was conditional things they had to do, not like, like, not like the freedom we have today. Okay, let's read this again. They had to uh, change their minds. They had to repent on what God said about Jesus. Their sins would be removed if they done it, and God will send Jesus back to rule the kingdom and restore the earth. Send Jesus back. See, if they would have just repented and believed that Jesus was their Messiah, Jesus still would have got crucified, but he would have came back. And he would have set up this earthly kingdom then. I know a lot of you never heard this before. But this is called connecting the dots. When you just read the Bible literally, the Bible will explain itself. Jesus back then. Because let's read this again. God would have sent out of Mary and uh, Mary's book. God would have sent their mind. Their, uh, would have changed If they would have changed their mind about what God said about Jesus, their sins would be removed. Okay, that sound you just heard once in a while, if I have a text message, that's just showing that I got a text message coming in. It's going to be kind of a little aggravating, but that's, uh, it has nothing to do with part of uh, what I'm doing today, and it's not a sound effect that I, I'm putting up in there. It's a text message that's coming in when you hear that sound. Sometimes it comes right at the right time, okay, because it goes with the readings, okay? All right, let's go over again. I digress. But if they would change their minds about what God said about their uh, Jesus, their sins would have been removed, and God would send Jesus back to rule the kingdom and restore the earth. See, Jesus' kingdom would have been set up back then and there thousands of years ago and would have been a reign right there on the kingdom if they would have believed at that time. That's what, that's what they was looking for. 
Okay, just like all the prophets have said, repent, be therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. When the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord, the times of refreshing, the setting up the kingdom in the millennium kingdom, and he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things. Make things like they were. He would have made things like they were when Adam was on earth. So that it, everything would have been set up on earth according to Mary and Manly. It would have been set up on earth the way it used to be when Adam was first on earth, Adam and Eve. Which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. Acts 3, 19 and 21. God has spoken about dominion and ruling of the healing of, of the ruling. God has spoken. She got things kind of close together. So when you're reading somebody else's book, sometimes it gets a little confusing because they kind of just, according to this tablet, it's kind of just in a way that you got two sentences going together. So remember, if you see you, if you hear me flipping over things, it's because I'm trying to get a format of how she got how, to, how she got the sentences wrote out in this book. Because she got the healing of the lame at the temple was a sign for Israel. But that's going with a photo shot, a beautiful picture of showing uh, Peter healing a blind man at the temple gate. Okay, let's go over. All right. All right, let me continue now. I got it now. The mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. You found in Acts 3, 19 and 21. God has spoken about dominion and ruling of the earth since the days of Adam. Okay, she got to connect him back on the next page. So it's going to... It sounds confusing at first because I was confused because the way she had it laid down in that reading. She kind of put the picture of the lame man in front of that, right by the sentence. And it got me confused. That's why it sounded kind of, you know confusing, which it was when I was reading. Remember, I'm quoting out of somebody else's book, so everything might not go exactly like you like it here. It might sound a little different, but remember, I am quoting. This is not me speaking myself. I'm quoting and reading out of somebody else's book, okay? No one knew anything about the secret God had been keeping for more than 4,000 years. Another 5,000 men of Israel attended the temple where no Gentiles were allowed. Remember, the Gentiles were not, were not allowed in the temples, or the Jews would consider themselves defiled if any Gentile was allowed in the temple. So anytime you read anything in the Old Testament, you'll know you're not talking to are talking to the body of Christ. Let me say that again. Anytime you're talking about the Old Testament or the Jewish law, anything under the law, it's not the church today. It's Israel, the kingdom program under the body of I mean, the kingdom program, not the body of Christ. I'm trying to get through because of time constraints. So let me just slow down so you all get an understanding, okay? All right. Another 5,000 men of Israel attended the temple where no Gentiles were allowed, believed. But the religious leaders of Israel who represented the nation did not believe. Let me read that again. But the religious leaders, not all Israel, it is a remnant that's not going to reach the kingdom. The religious leaders of Israel who represented the nation did not believe, you know. Peter and the others were arrested several times and were able to preach Jesus to them, but they still rejected him as their Messiah. What they preached, Jesus as their king, as their Messiah, but the religious leaders, the religious leaders, as opposed to being the one that's getting this together and setting everything up, rejected Jesus. Not the little flock. Peter and a lot of flock. And the ones that followed Jesus considered his little flock. It was the religious leaders, like the Pharisees and some of the Sadducees and all them, Essens and all these religious status quo groups, rejected Jesus. Those are the ones that rejected him as their king and their Messiah. Okay. 
as we will learn the body of Christ. This is quoting out of Marianne, Marianne Manley's book, so listen to this. As we will learn, the body of Christ is not to preach the coming of the earthly kingdom. Let me read that again. As we will learn, the body of Christ is not to preach the coming of the earthly kingdom, but Christ crucified for all people. That's what we're supposed to be ministering and preaching and teaching today. Paul always preached Christ. He always preached the cross. You know, the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. What Jesus did. That's our message today. Not the not. Uh, not the coming Messiah, not uh, trying to prove who Jesus is or uh, what he did, I mean, uh, who he was. That's not for us to minister. That's not for us to preach uh, uh, who Jesus was. We're supposed to preach of what Jesus done on the cross, okay? That's the difference between the kingdom program and the grace program, okay? Our blessed hope is the rapture and to live with Christ forever in heaven. And on this earth, our blessed hope is in the heavenly places. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle was dissolved, were dissolved, we have a building of God and house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. You find this in 2 Corinthians 5 and 1. 2 Corinthians 5 and 1. Now let's talk about the stoning of Stephen. And I'm going to try to go to a conclusion and set up for the next segment. Now she's going to talk about the stoning of Stephen. You know, quoting, a year after the cross, Luke 13, 6 and 9. Stephen, a bold Holy Spirit member of the Believing Remnant, the Believing of the Kingdom program, Believing Remnant, stood up by the power of the Holy Ghost. He preached to the Jewish Jewish religious leaders. He preached to the religious leaders, Stephen. Remember, this is Israel. Stephen is a Jew. Remember, keep your eye focused on Israel, okay? But they refused to believe that Jesus was their Messiah. The reason I'm going over this, and she, she is so correct, she put emphasis, or they refused to believe what? That Jesus was their Messiah. Not believe that he died on the cross for their sins. They had to believe as Jews, as Israel, that Jesus was their Messiah under the Jewish kingdom program. Or so forth. Let me go forth. They killed Stephen, rejecting the Holy Ghost, blasphemy of the Holy Ghost. So let me keep going. This was the blasphemy of the Holy Ghost, which Jesus has warned, had warned them about in Matthew 12, 31 and 32. That's very interesting right there, because remember, a lot of us did not understand what was the blasphemy of the Holy Ghost. Blasphemy of the Holy Ghost was, was not even preached correctly, and the churches are still not in some churches today, especially when it comes to the Holiness churches and uh, the Pentecostal churches. You probably, I believe the Baptists probably know, and maybe uh, some of the Baptist churches, some of the uh, fundamental independent churches probably know. But when it comes to the uh, some of the Pentecostal and the Holy, Holiness churches and everything, they understood that, you know, uh, of the blasphemy of the Holy Ghost. Because some churches have you scared that you can commit the pardonable sin, the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. You know, only ones that commit that was Jews. Only one that could commit the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit under that dispensation of the kingdom program was Israel. Now, I'm not reading out the book now. This is just me giving you an example of what the blasphemy of the Holy Ghost was. The G Israel committed that. That was the third strike. They, they, um, they, uh, they rejected the Father. They rejected the Son by having him murdered. Now, the last one that Jesus warned them not to reject, they've done this. And when they stoned Stephen, after he said this, it's the Holy Ghost. That's when they blasphemed. He gave, this was the third strike. It has nothing to do with the church today. We cannot blaspheme. This was Israel, okay? That could be taught later. I'm getting to that later on with me or some other teacher, okay? All right. The leaders of Israel refused to believe Stephen, rejecting the Holy Ghost. 
Stephen had told the religious leaders, leaders of Israel that they didn't believe Joseph nor Moses until they saw them a second time. Now you want to hear a quick review. You want to hear a quick cliff note run through of the history of Israel. Read Acts 7. Stephen breaks it out and this is probably one of the longest chapters I think in, uh, in that dispensation. You know, in the, in the Bible where Peter just preaches to them and breaks down the whole history of Israel. Acts 7, you know, all the way, I think, I, I don't know how many verses, but it's pretty long. It's very interesting. You want to hear a quick history of Israel? Read Acts 7 and Stephen will break it down to you, okay, of Israel's history. Most bad, okay. Just like Israel will believe Jesus Christ the second time. <clears throat> and at the second time, Joseph was made known to his brethren. This Moses whom they refused, the same did God send to be ruler and a deliverer. You find it in Acts 17, 13, and 35. Acts 17, 13, and 35. Oh, these, my eyes are so bad, even with my glasses, I can't really see any small writing. You know, I got to get my eyes checked out. Okay. Well, let me keep going. Stephen saw Christ in heaven standing, ready to judge Israel and pour out his wrath. Now, this is going to be very interesting. I'm going to read through this. Number says, Mary is going to break this down. If she doesn't break this down, then I'm going to try to elaborate why this is so important about Jesus standing. Stephen saw Christ in heaven standing, ready to judge Israel and pour out his wrath. See, that's self-explanatory. Reading, you stiff-necked and uncircumcised heart and ears. You do always resist the Holy Ghost as your fathers did. So do you. So do you. But he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. Put emphasis on standing now, standing on the right hand of God because it's something very important for us to remember and us to see. This is something you probably even know, and even know in churches, they don't teach this today. And said, Behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing in the right hand of God. Okay, now, I'm going to shut it off right there, and I'm going to leave it at that. The reason I'm going to leave it at that because that's something I'm going to get right back on, back into in the next segment because the standing part has a strong significance why Jesus was standing, okay? I don't know if Mary told me, uh, I was going to get into it, but I'm, I'm going to finish it off with this, you know, and then I'm going to tell you what I think about it. Why did Stephen see Jesus standing? Okay, this is what she's going to break it down. Because God was ready to pour out his wrath. The Lord standing up to judge the people. You can get that out of Isaiah 3.13. She's probably, not she, but Stephen was picturing, was seeing Jesus in heaven. And uh, the, uh, the sign of Jesus standing it's always a sign of judgment, would be a sign of judgment. Because if you go through uh, the scriptures uh, in time past, or you go to uh, Jesus' future, when he was resurrected, it was Jesus always uh, sitting next to his father. Jesus is always sitting next to, a, next to his father in the heavenly places, the third heavens. He was always sitting. But when Stephen got stoned, and you don't hear nothing else like this in the Bible. When Stephen got stoned before he died, while he was dying, before he looked like an angel, I guess it was a glory come over his face, he saw Jesus in the heavenly places with the Father standing. And according to uh, the, uh, Isaiah 3 and 13, when you, when, which you must read, Isaiah 3 and 13, Jesus standing 
the only time Jesus is standing when he's going to judge his people. So therefore, when Jesus was standing, if, <coughs> if they would have accepted Jesus and believed Stephen's preaching about Jesus being their Messiah, I believe, and many other uh, grace teachers believe, and uh, some theologians maybe believe, because it kind of goes together, that Jesus would have came back and with his wrath then. He would have returned back to earth, the, uh, the, the, their, seven, their last cycle, their last chastisement, you know, from the book of Daniel, would have started then, the tribulation would have started then, you know, and Jesus would have set up his kingdom, the Antichrist, everything would have started then, if they would have believed, but they did not believe. They did not believe Jesus was ready to come back then. Remember, they was always looking for Jesus to come back then. Jesus would have came back and set up the kingdom then. Now, what would happen with the body of Christ or something like that? I don't know. But God, by his foreknowing, already knew they was going to reject it. But he let He let things play through. He knew already had his card that they was going to reject it already. But he let he let incidents and life play out, play out everything with Jesus and everybody. God is so amazing and powerful. He let things play out, even though he know Israel was going to reject him. He's just showing, let us know that Jesus would have came back then if they would have accepted him. Okay. This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ Real Talk. Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ Real Talk. Reading out of Marianne Marion's book called God's Secret. This is a treasure hunt. I'm going to end it right now, right there, but I'm going to get back and I'm going to continue with Jesus standing and continue on what I finished off in when I was talking about Jesus standing because there's a lot to that for us to understand. This is history and this is for our knowledge and wisdom for the body of Christ today so we can understand God's timeline, okay? You probably never heard of Jesus would have came back then, but yes, if they would have believed and accepted him as their king, the religious leaders, Jesus would have came back. They would have went through their tribulation then over a thousand years ago he would have set up his millennium kingdom then if they would have believed okay but God knew they wouldn't because God is all knowing he know the future from the past he knew they was going to reject it and he had us the body of Christ already set up this is the beginning of the rejection of not the rejection but the postponement of Israel they blasphemed that was their third strike and after that in Mary Manley's book I'm going to have her to explain it in her book but this is a part of the transition of the kingdom program, the demolishing of the law or the postponement of the law to the grace of God and Apostle Paul. I get into that on my next day. This is make this is exciting stuff. God bless you. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Body of Christ Real Talk. Body of Christ, I mean connecting the dots. I keep getting this mixed up because I do both of them. I've done so much of a body of Christ real talk, excuse me, but I'm talking about connecting the dots. This is Joseph Brownlee of Connecting the Dots, not body of Christ real talk. This is Connecting the Dots. Ganatudo el punto. Ganatudo el punto. God bless you all. I love you all. God loves y'all. Dios loves you all. I love you. God bless you. Stay tuned for the next one. For anyone that never accepted Christ in the heart, all you have to do is just believe that Jesus died for your sins and he died what way? The death, burial, resurrection. You must believe what Jesus done, not who he was. It's very good to know the historical aspects of Jesus in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but just believing that he's your king and your Messiah and accepting him in your heart will not get you saved today. The only way to get saved today is believing what Jesus done on the cross. Remember, we preach the cross. Jesus' death, 
burial, and the most powerful of them all, the resurrection of Jesus, according to 1 Corinthians 15, 1 and 4. That is the gospel of the day. No matter what nobody else say, that is the only way to get saved today. I believe in what Jesus done on the cross. His resurrection is the one saved us today. Not believing that he was a king, the Messiah like Israel, but believing what he done. You believe what he done on the cross, the death, burial, resurrection, you are saved. Then he's in your heart. He's in your life. Now. You will be and dwell with the Holy Spirit. God bless you. Love you. Connecting the dots. Connecting the dots. Connecting the dots. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Adios.